Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. Hey, I'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the Meat Eater Podcast, which is Poncho Outdoors. The reason I'm excited is I buy their shirts anyways. Dude, they make some good shirts. And they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude, you can click like the skinny dude thing. It's great. Based in Austin, Texas, Poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men. Poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com, use code MEATEATER, for a free hat or t-shirt with any purchase of a shirt. Poncho offers free shipping and returns, so you can try them out risk-free. If you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. All right, welcome to Meat Eater Trivia. I am your trivia curator, Spencer Newharth, <laughs> host, trivia host. You okay with me saying host? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trivia host, Spencer Newharth. Now, if you're not familiar, this is trivia you're not going to get from Jeopardy or Trivial Pursuit or any bar and grill trivia. These are born out of Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And like we teased at the end of the last episode... We have a big announcement. Steve, what is the big announcement? Oh, we're staging up our donations. Yeah. So now when you win, we'll send 500 bucks. Because see, now I don't know if people notice. Now we, we're, we're able to, it's, our trivia thing has taken off so much, we're able to sell ads against it. Yeah, previously, the winner. It was just a tack on. It was 100 bucks. Previously, the winner of the trivia would get to choose where a $100 donation would go to a conservation organization. And we kind of pulled that out of our arses. Yeah. Yep. It was a last-minute email the night before we did it the first time. <laughs> and we are now up to $500. So the pressure is on yeah, for our show players. Yeah, it's more popular, the money will get more. That's right. Pretty soon it's going to be like really like tense. Mm-hmm. We have played oh, six times so far. Steve has won three times. Brody, who is not here, has won twice. Clay has won once. And Seth is the newest member of the club who won the last time we played. Oh, Proud of that one. You know what, man? Here's a couple things I think we need. <laughs> we need some kind of winner's club memorabilia. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need a T-shirt. Like a patch. A patch, winner's club memorabilia yeah. that you can collect. And then I think that we need to have on the little intro with the No Country for Old Men stuff in it, I think that someone in the end needs to say game on, suckers, to end it. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. So we have oh, some you know, housekeeping. I'll think I'll have my daughter do it. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit- That'd be good. I'll probably have my daughter say game on suckers. You ever hear my voicemail that my daughter leaves? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she does All good, the time. She if does you good got job. something to say to my dad, say it at the beep. That's perfect. <laughs> you nailed it. Now I'm not convinced it's not Chester. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have some housekeeping from last time we played. Oh, no. This is our... When he means that, he means to say things that Spencer screwed up. <laughs> A few episodes ago, I asked the room what five states west of the Mississippi River don't have a national park. The answer was Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Corbin Newman wrote in to let me know that Nebraska actually gained a national historical park in 2021 when the Homestead National Monument of America was redesignated as the Homestead National Historical Park. But this doesn't change the answer because mm. the National Park Service technically considers national parks and national historical parks as two different things. According to them, national historical parks are commonly areas of greater physical extent and complexity than national historical sites. So it'd be closer to like a monument or a national historical site than it would be a national park. Kind of a non-announcement there. Well, <laughs> he wasn't the only one who, who wanted to write oh, in and be you felt like, like you, had hey. to address, you felt like you had to address it. Yeah. In that same episode, I asked the room to name a state with the brook trout as their state fish. About a dozen people wrote in to correct me that North Carolina was wrong because their state fish is actually the redfish. But what those folks were missing is that North Carolina actually has two state fish, a state saltwater fish being the redfish mm. and a state freshwater fish being the southern Appalachian brook trout. You've been newharsed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Phil, play the sounder. We are now on to Meat Eater Trivia. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! All right, here we go. The first question, the topic is mountain men, and like every time we play, this is going to be multiple choice. This first great question comes to us via Meat Eater's own graphics guy, Hunter Spencer. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Did he submit online or just call you? Just through Slack. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Meriwether Lewis, William Clark, Joseph Meek, John Coulter, Jim Bridger, William Henry Ashley, and James Beckworth were all born in what state? Oh, Ohio. Give me, give me the list again. Uh, we have Meriwether Lewis, William Clark, Joseph Meek, John Coulter, Jim Bridger, William Henry Ashley, and James Beckworth. We're all born in what state? Is it Ohio, Virginia, Illinois, or New York? I want you to note that I had it written down before you offered the... Well done. Yeah. Ohio, Virginia, Illinois, or New York? Again, it is... Meriwether Lewis. Time you got to hide your board from me better. I'm not stealing from you. <laughs> William Clark, Joseph Meek, John Coulter, Jim Bridger, William Henry Ashley, and James Beckworth. Now, which one of these men was it, Steve, that gave it away for you? Or do you not want to tell Two me Two of yet? them. Two of them? Okay. Does everybody Three have an answer? Three of them. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Virginia, Tom saying Virginia, 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 Corinne saying New York, Chester saying Ohio, and Seth saying New York. Steve was right. The correct answer is Virginia. Can I tell them how they could have known that? Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you another Beckworth way. Was a, Jim Beckworth was a freed slave, so you know it's going to be a slave state. Oh. Another way you maybe could have known that is Hunter Spencer is from Virginia. 
So he wrote in a question about oh. Virginia. Or you could have yeah. read Master Trappers. Yeah, well, and, yeah it would have been. Plug. Or uh, I feel like Tom, Tom's going to be a formidable foe right now. Uh, another thing is like all that, like, uh, you know, the Lewis and Clark, that was their whole, like everybody was from Virginia back yeah. then. Yeah, that's right. Like anybody involved in anything <laughs> from a political end of shit was all from Virginia. Amazingly, Meriwether Lewis, William Clark, and John Coulter we're all born within about 90 miles of each other between 1770 and 1775. In addition to William Clark, John Coulter, Jim Bridger, and William Henry Ashley all being born in Virginia, they all also died in Missouri. Ooh, I like that. That should not have been multiple choice. I would disagree. Do you think you guys would have uh, been in the correct I like, like it. area? I like that it was okay. multiple choice. All right. I and and like you got it. it wrong. And I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we are Same. on to question two. The topic is fishing. Hell yeah. A wiper is a hybrid of what two fish? A wiper. That is spelled W-I-P-E-R. A wiper is a hybrid of what two fish? We have a lot of very quick answers in the room. Seth and Chester still thinking. There's a fox named uh, Swiper ah. on Dora the Explorer. Don't think that'll help you. Does everybody have an answer? You ready? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying a white bass and a striped bass. We have Tom <laughs> with no answer. We have Hating saying white bass and striper. Katie saying a white fish and question mark. Corinne saying a white fish and a bass. Chester saying a white bass and a striper, and Seth saying a bass and unknown. Not even what kind of bass. The correct answer is a white bass and a striped bass. So we had a few folks get that right. Wipers are considered functionally sterile, meaning that they have the ability to reproduce with striped bass, white bass, or other wipers, but are rarely successful at doing so. This makes them a popular choice among game agencies to stock in lakes to reduce schools of unwanted bait fish, Acting as an angler-friendly alternative to chemical treatments, and it doesn't open up a whole—it <laughs> doesn't open up a whole Pandora's box of then you got some population of fish. That's right, breeding and spreading around. And but again, there are rare instances where they will reproduce. So I think they're becoming actually less popular than maybe oh, they were in the nineties. Sometimes it does get you. Mm-hmm. Question three: The topic is gear. This popular big game cartridge, which was first developed in 2007, was originally created for long-range target shooting. This popular big game cartridge, which was first developed in 2007, was originally created for long-range target shooting. We had Steve, who was originally stumped, but now quickly has an answer. The rest of the room seems confident in what they're writing. One of the newest calibers to the market. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the 6-5 Creedmoor. Tom with guy. no answer. Hayden saying the 6-5 Creed. Katie saying the 6-5 Western. Uh, Corinne with no answer. Chester No, Corinne with... wrote three-point question. <laughs> three-point question. Oh, that's number three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chester and Seth both saying the 6-5 Creedmoor. They are correct. It is the 6.5 Creedmoor. Katie, that was an educated guess. I think the 6.5, or is it the 6.8 Western? 6.8 Western. Came out a few years ago. Right around there, though. I thought it might have been that PRC. A few months ago, Jordan Sillers wrote a caliber battle on the media.com where he put the 6.5 Creedmoor up against the 308 Winchester. 
Each cartridge was judged based on ballistics, shootability, and versatility. It was a tight race, but only one could be declared the winner. If you want to know which cartridge came out on top, you can go read that piece on our website, which is titled Caliber Battle, colon, 308 Winchester versus 6.5 Creedmoor. And we do have a 6.8 Western versus a 270 Winchester coming up today. Oh, huh. good plug, Katie. That's why we got you here. Uh, quick question about your tattoo. Are you yeah. sh- You have the uh, dead man's hand. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to distinguish the clubs from the spades on that tattoo. Well, it's just not very big, but they were clubs and spades. Yeah, but dude, I mean, when you're an old man and it's just like an inky blob <laughs> anyway. You know, I've accepted that. It's okay. Because it's already like, then I'll have very hard to distinguish. Then people will be forced to ask me about it and be like, "Well, let me tell you about mm. Wild Bill Hickok." They're like, "Why the does your arm say?" <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it's a really nice tattoo. Sponsor. Thank you. Oh, I like it. I'm just worried about its long. I'm, I'm, I have concerns about its longevity. That's all. We are on to question four. The topic is conservation. When scoring an elk or deer using the Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young system, this is a throwaway to Tom. Time length measurements are represented by the letter G. What letter is used to represent the circumference measurements? So the time measurements are represented by the letter G. What letter is used to represent the circumference measurements? A fairly stumped room. This may be an L for. This is when scoring an elk or a deer. And both Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young use the same lettering. What you got, Tom? <laughs> is it M? <laughs> hey, you got a 1 in 26 chance, at least. I'm ready. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying like H, Tom saying C, Hayden saying M, Katie saying M, Corinne, I can't see your answer. M. M, Chester saying C, and Seth saying R. But I think you do the circumferences right after the tines, so it'd be like H. The correct answer is H. That's now, like critical thinking, man. I asked Justin Spring, the <laughs> that's director. Just because I, I watch Yanni score coos deer, and oh. he, that's what he always does oh. in that order. I asked Justin Spring, the director of Big Game Records for Boone and Crockett, why this is. He told me this. Unfortunately, there isn't a good story here. When they were originally devising the scoring system, they labeled each type of measurement with a letter. They happen to be at G for time lengths, then obviously the next in line is circumference, which is naturally the letter H. So well done, Steve. Yeah, like people, you know, you always, when you're sitting there criticizing deer, you're always like, oh, he's got pretty weak G2s. Uh-huh. So everybody knows the Gs, yep. right? And the next measurement, as you said, is circumference, which is represented by H. Hmm. Question five. After this, we will get a scoreboard update from Phil, who decided not to play today so he can do a better job of scorekeeping. <laughs> yeah, and then people might be treated to a mid-roll advertisement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. You. Stay tuned. I, just, I was tired of having Stay people raise their the... hands. It was a bad system. <laughs> Stay tuned for the mid-roll advertisement. The topic is foraging. Tell me two mushrooms that have names inspired by birds. Now, I could think of seven. Maybe you can come up with more. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that you can get to, like, ten. But tell me two mushrooms that have names inspired by birds. Oh, son of a bitch. Steve has one, I think. Yeah. 
quickly. The rest of the room seems like it probably has one. Tom, do you do much foraging? Uh, no. I know morels, that's all I know. <laughs> We're talking like colloquial more, names though, time. right? Yeah, I'm not talking like uh, the name. scientific yeah. name. Two mushrooms that have names inspired by birds. And there's ten of them. I could think of seven. Holy cow. Really? Yeah. I'm just guessing. <laughs> How's the room doing? More time. Can we get half a point? <laughs> I we will not one? be awarding any half a points. And do we, we just, we can only put two down. We just can't put down just two. Don't shotgun answers shotgun. out there. Okay. Two mushrooms with names inspired by birds. I thought this would be a guarantee for Steve. Almost no. felt a little guilty including it. No, I'm really struggling. Do you have one? Yeah. Are you going to try to find number two? I'm thinking. Okay. I'll think for as long as I can. Then you tell me when <laughs> Does everybody more. else have an answer? Steve, I think you were out of time. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying pheasant back. Tom saying <laughs> black or brown. Man. Hayden saying chicken in the woods. <laughs> oh, son the woods, of a bitch! <laughs> and pheasant back. Katie saying chicken in the woods and hen in the woods. Corinne saying, I can't read that. Corinne, turkey tail and chicken oh, in the woods. Chester saying chantrell and morale. <laughs> and neither of which are birds. <laughs> and Seth saying turkey tail. How did tail. I not think of the son of a Chicken of the woods. How did the seven I can go for a perfect game? I feel like such an the, idiot. The chicken of the woods. So do hen I. of the woods. Uh, and then there's yeah, one mushroom bad. that shares two bird names: the pheasant back mushroom, which is also known as the hawk's wing, or the dryad saddle. <laughs> And then the turkey tail, the bird's nest, and the chicken fat bullet. Mm. Among these mushrooms, most folks would consider chicken in the woods to be the best tasting. If you want to find chicken in the woods this year, we have a lot of great resources on TheMeatEater.com that will help you do just that. We have a Hayden Samick article called Six Beginner-Friendly Mushrooms You Can Find in Summer, and two articles that I wrote called The Other Springtime Mushrooms and The 12 Best Edible Wild Mushrooms. All three pieces will help you locate, identify, and cook chicken in the woods. I might feel as though Hickok was playing with a with a trick deck, because those all look like clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my artist about it. Uh, see what he can do about. My that. kids have a trick deck now. For oh, really? Yeah, you know what? I didn't know this. It's a pinochle deck or what? No, it's like there's like a ever so slight difference in the size of the cards, uh. so you can load it with. Like ever so slight, but they can feel it with their hand when they're hmm. doing card tricks. Maybe right? that's why he got shot. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, you go. there you go. We are halfway through the game. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. Tied in third place, we have Tom Miranda, Corinne, and Seth with one point. In second place, tied are Katie and Chester. And tied in first place, Steve and Hayden Samick. And how many do they have? They have four? Four. Four, All right. four points apiece. So Man, between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never-ending. I'm talking about the, the, the subscriptions, the monthly dings on your credit card. Well, thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It goes in and finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Meaning, you know, like, let's say there's like a show that comes out and you want to watch it and you wind up doing like this free trial and you forget about it. And then two years later, you realize you're paying those hosers. 
12 bucks a month for something you don't use. It finds that stuff, cancels it, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings instead. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. That's rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Again, rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Applying for tags each year in the West can be daunting. Yeah, I apply for everything everywhere. It's daunting. You have to go to a variety of sources to formulate your best guess as to where to apply. Well, this is a thing of the past now. Onyx just launched hunt research tools to simplify the process for all hunters. This tool helps organize the data that matters, makes comparing hunt options easy, and helps hunters develop a plan based on real metrics rather than gut feelings. OnX Hunt also offers all elite members a free digital membership to Hunt and Fool, who I use, for boots on the ground, insight and knowledge, and a membership to Hunt Reminder so you never miss another deadline. Stop stressing over application season and apply with confidence in 2024. Check out OnX Hunt Research Tools, free for all OnX Hunt Elite members. Not an elite member? Well, let's fix that. Use code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt. This is an app I use literally every day. I use it for every aspect of hunting, scouting, trapping, you name it. Question six, the topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Jeff Whitgrove. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, which is located in Wisconsin, has a 143-foot sculpture of a jumping fish in front of it. What kind of fish is it? That's not a fishing question. That's a tourism question. Chester Chester had it down before you even finished your sentence. The National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, which is located in Wisconsin, which is where Chester hails from, has a 143-foot sculpture of a jumping fish in front of it. What kind of fish is it? Does everybody have an answer? 
I bet Chester wrote big old sturgeon. Yeah, they jump. Actually, white sturgeon jump quite a bit when you catch them. It's a whole River Monsters episode about mm-hmm. sturgeon knocking folks out of boats. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying a largemouth bass, Tom saying a walleye. Oh, son of a bitch. Chester. Uh, ever, the, the room has seen Chester's answer, which is musky. <laughs> Katie saying sturgeon, Corinne saying carp, and Seth saying a largemouth bass. Chester's, of course, right. Son it is a, a musky. Well, I was hating to get it. It is hey. formally called the Shrine to Anglers, but most just refer to it as the Big Muskie. <laughs> Muscalange. Muscalange. It, it is nearly five stories the tall and sits atop an 88,000-gallon pond. The jaws of the fish actually have an observation deck, which offer a panoramic view of Lake Hayward. It huh. can accommodate about 20 people and occasionally functions as a wedding venue for intimate ceremonies. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty close to the Angry Minnow, which is a tavern. Ah. Have you been up to that observation deck? Yeah. You should uh, go <laughs> renew <laughs> your vows there. My, very fast answer. My, uh, my grandparents live right up there. so we used On to the do, observation deck? No. <laughs> up in that area. Okay. Mm, <laughs> have you ever heard of somebody getting married there? No. Dude, you should have done that, man. That would have been great. <laughs> we are on to question seven. The topic is cooking. Canola is a trademark term that is the combination of two other words. What are they? Canola is a trademarked term that is a combination of two other words. What are they? Holy shit. This would be like um, the word spam is the combination of spiced ham. So what is canola? Does anybody have an answer? I do. Do you think you got it right, Chester? I got it. No, but I think it could be close. Okay. Looks like he wrote musky again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He got so lucky on that first one. He's like, I'm trying that shit again, man. (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? Steve? No, I don't. It's the first time in my life. Oh, no. It's my first blank card. I don't have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve with nothing. Tom saying corn and sunflower. Ooh. Hayden saying, what are we saying there? You know what? Don't read. Don't read. Okay. <laughs> Katie saying corn and granola. I was going to do that, but there's no way that's right. Corn with no answer. Chester saying like can and oil. <laughs> and Seth without, without an answer. Nobody got it right. The correct answer is Canada and oil. What? That's not two ingredients. I got oil, I didn't right? say ingredients. That's not ingredients. I didn't say ingredients. Oh. I never said ingredients. Also, when did huh. oil you get switched up? You made it seem like that. Line? Yeah, <laughs> you really sold it like that. I don't know. You can go back and listen to this episode, and nowhere did I, I say no, ingredients. I might. I might just go back hey, and listen to this episode. Hey, I had the close to the abbreviation You were three letters off. Oil. That's right. Canola oil is a vegetable oil derived from a variety of rapeseed plants that are low in acid. Danielle Pruitt named canola oil as one of the five best oils for deep frying fish in a meat eater article because it has a high smoke point, neutral flavor, and it's very affordable. Does if, she cover off on that that name, the nomenclature? No. She no. Okay. If you want to know her other four picks for the best deep frying oils, you can find that article on the meteor.com, which is titled The Best Oils for Deep Frying Fish. We are on to question eight. We will get another scoreboard update from Phil after this. According to Ducks Unlimited... There are seven recognized subspecies of Canada goose. Name two of them. Oh. Now, I'll tell you this. Cackling is not one of them. Oh, DU considers <laughs> cacklers to be a different species than Canada geese, so don't write down cackler. 
Name two of the seven recognized subspecies. The topic for this question, I forgot to announce, is waterfowl. One problem here. Uh-oh. <laughs> they recently really, really, they, they went from 24 like to 7. So there's a lot of upheaval in the Canada goose taxonomy realm. My guess would be what you're referring to is when they split cacklers and Canada geese, which happened in 2004. No, 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 no. Okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so everybody sees a can of Canada geese. I got one. That ain't good enough. <laughs> Not when you need two. Does everybody have an answer? Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the giant and the lesser. Tom saying the giant and the speck. Can or Hayden saying the greater and lesser. Katie saying the Ottawa and Saskatchewan. Corinne without like an answer. It. Chester saying the lesser and specks. And Seth saying the lesser and the quill. I have a problem. I wrote, I meant greater. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No. <laughs> yeah, the other I, lesser. I didn't mean giant. <laughs> I, here, uh, here are the correct <laughs> answers. No. <laughs> you have the Hudson Bay or interior, the Moffitts or Great Basin, the giant or greater... The Lesser, the Atlantic, the Dusky, and the Vancouver. So you got it. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what, were the, what were the other ones? Do you know? You got it? Let me see your thing. Greater and Lesser. <laughs> I meant you're, to write Greater. You're asking too. me what the other ones are? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I talk about the Cacklers here uh, in a second. In 2004 is when the American Ornithologist Union made the switch to separating Canada geese and cackling geese. Most birding and hunting groups have followed suit, identifying seven subspecies of Canada goose and four subspecies of cackling geese. Those cackling subspecies are Richardson's Taverns, Aleutian, and Cackling Cackling. Hmm. The old cackling cackling. The, the, cackling everyone, cackling. like all the waterfowlers in Montana want to kill those quill, they call them the quill lake. Hmm. Canada's that have the white breast feathers. Why isn't that a subspecies? Because it's not, man. Listen, they have, as I was saying earlier, what, genetics has done two things to the world. It's created a tremendous amount of lumping and a tremendous amount of splitting. Yes. Um, and this answer will probably be different in a decade from now. Right now, geese are going through a dramatic lumping episode. Gotcha. Well, As opposed to other critters? Yeah, or? like there's a lot of aquatic insects that are going through a great splitting mm. episode mm. right now. Things that we were like, oh, it looks like a bug, are different. We are on to question nine. The topic is bio biology. Did you want a scoreboard? Yeah, I thought you'd do yes. a scoreboard. That's a good call. Thank you, Phil. Um, I'm just going to list the people who are still in the game. <laughs> Everyone else, you're doing great. Uh, you, lovely people. Uh, Chester has three points in second place and tied for first are Steve and Hayden with five. All right. We have two questions left. Question nine, the topic is biology. This is a visual question. If you want to play along and see what the room is seeing, you can find the photo that I'm about to show them on my Instagram, which is at Spencer Newharth. So I'll give you a second to pause the show. You know, on Instagram, you've seen the picture, you liked it. I haven't seen the picture though. You followed me. And you're now back to the podcast. <laughs> All right. A few weeks ago, I posted a picture of a squirrel that got its scrotum stuck in a wooden fence and died hanging upside down by its sack. 
Shortly thereafter, Joe Bostwick sent me a picture of another animal in the exact same predicament at his house in Oregon. I'm going to show you a picture of that animal's scrotum, and you need to identify what it is based off of those testicles. Where was this location This at? was in Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> this, uh, uh, yep. this critter got stuck in a wooden fence in Oregon and was hanging upside down when Joe found it. So you need to use this scrotum to identify what animal it belongs to. This is a urology question. <laughs> what are you seeing, Chester? What does that look like to you? It looks like a red... Looks like a hairy plum. Hairy <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like a real hairy Spencer, plum. you always talk about how this you're not going to find these questions in bar trivia. Or <laughs> I think this is the first one where I'm like, yep, this yeah, is yeah. It's actually true. This uh, is the first time something like this has ever been asked. Spencer, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, so you, what you are looking at is the nutsack of an animal in Oregon that got caught in somebody's wooden fence. I want you to tell me what animal that scrotum belongs to. Does everybody have an answer? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Thank you, Joe. This landed in my Instagram DMs. Going to get a lot of mileage out of it. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying a possum, a.k.a. Grinner. Tom saying no clue. Hayden saying raccoon. Katie saying fox. Corinne saying raccoon. Chester saying raccoon. And Seth saying raccoon. The correct answer is possum. Damn it. Grinner. That possum, you ready for a plot twist, actually survived. Joe Joe and his wife, Kelsey, are hunters, but they didn't have the heart to kill the possum. So... Joe got out his drill and loosened the boards on the fence until the critter was out. They said the possum had scratched its claws nearly completely off while dangling upside down, which is understandable since they believe it was hanging there for about three days. Once it was free, they watched it slowly walk away and lay in a pile of leaves and play possum, and by the next morning, the possum was gone. So we think it had a happy ending. He said to his buddies, he's like, don't even ask (laughs) where I've been. We are on to the last question, and we have Hayden, who is trailing Steve by one point. We need Steve to get it wrong and Hayden to get it right for a chance at a tiebreaker. The topic is cooking. Japanese horseradish is more commonly referred to as what? Quick answers from Steve and Hayden. There's no way he's going to get that wrong. (laughs) See if the rest of the room does. That's like Jap- the easiest. Japanese horseradish is more commonly oh. referred to as what? Now you're just putting why, down hate the people who a- aren't going to get why it Why right. are you even asking this question? I think it's a good question. Did Steve slip you a 20 under the table or something, no. man? <laughs> now you guys are just being mean to the folks who aren't going to get it right. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying because of its of ease or difficulty. I'm just saying uh-huh. I just don't see how it even kind of has anything to do with anything. It's a cooking question. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see it now. Cooking question. I can see it now. Okay, he's back in. The more I think we got about him. It. Yeah, no, I, I I agree now. Does everybody have an answer? Seth, you going to come up with one, you think? I At this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying wasabi, oh. Tom saying wasabi, 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 Corinne saying wasabi, Chester saying wasabi, Seth without an answer. The correct answer is wasabi. Uh-huh. And that makes Steve the winner. Yay. Nice job. 
500 bucks of the inaugural another, another patch $500 donation where is it going Steve I would like my $500 donation to go to the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership what do you like so much about them besides being on the board yeah, does, it, does that line your pockets somehow? You no, quite the opposite, quite the opposite. Uh, I'm on the board. I like that they deal in federal policy. I like that they have a legitimate bipartisan seat at the table when it comes to such discussions and people listen to them. And I like their slogan, which is guaranteeing Americans quality places to hunt and fish. Can't argue with that. No. Money well spent. Speaks to my soul. We have more media trivia coming at you soon. Thank you guys for playing. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you you very much. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. Hey, I'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the Meat Eater Podcast, which is Poncho Outdoors. The reason I'm excited is I buy their shirts anyways. Dude, they make some good shirts. And they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude, you can click like the skinny dude thing. It's great. Based in Austin, Texas, Poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men. Poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com. Use code MEATEATER for a free hat or t-shirt with any purchase of a shirt. Poncho offers free shipping and returns, so you can try them out risk-free. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order.